and welcome to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. All right, my tagline this week is if a bravo celebrity that we know and love, who's not a housewife, was a housewife. If we're not on the same page, you're not on this page. Is that to Craig? Is that a love note to Craig, that tagline? To Craig to um andrea to uh the viewers to everybody everybody should heed this this proclamation of our beloved page who i guess would be on roni she's not a roni she's an oc you know what i mean she is roni but she would be roni geographically she'd be roni where where would she fit in though i would love this cast of women i could honestly do without the men to be the next generation of roni I would take them all as they are. Absolutely. Lindsay and Ramona together would blow my mind. When Amanda walks in and Paige is hiding in the closet crying over Craig and Amanda says, why? Just looks at Paige and says, why? I was like, these women are my favorite people. We need them on Ronnie. Julia, that's so good. I was going to try to say like, okay, what vibe are they all? No, no, no. Give them their own. I like that better. Lindsay's 35. She's in... Housewife territory. She's 35. I can't believe we've never been reminded of that before. (laughs) She is the one of the Summer House crew that would fit right in with like current Roni, but I absolutely agree. Oh, yes. The Summer House girl should just replace them all. We got to hear Julia's tagline, but first, just to think about it, Leah from Roni is only two years older than Lindsay. Leah would be intimidated by Lindsay. Mm -hmm. I think they would fight for sure Mm -hmm. because Leah would be like very territorial. Lindsay is naturally cool, and I feel like Leah has to really work for her cool status. Mm-hmm. Married to the mob just isn't as cool as Hub House. <laughs> is that your tagline, Julia? No, mine's actually way lamer. Hello, my name is Julia. This is my tagline. They call me Heather D because I get you drunk at my dinner party. Beautiful. Okay. Okay, I, I'm just going to say my tagline right now because it goes with Julia's. Okay, are you ready? Is, is it yes. the same anecdote you two have? It's it's the same but tagline. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones or throw back glasses of champagne. Oh, nice. Uh, using glass You forgot the like etched it. glass houses. Etched glass houses and monogrammed glasses of champagne. Um, well, you know what? Should we just start with OC? Save the worst for first. <laughs> Alrighty, OC. Um, so my tagline that I discussed previous was for Jen. Uh, Dr. Jen had a rough episode. She brings Ryan to Heather's house for a kind of like the rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. Um, what is that? My fair lady Eliza situation. Doodle? Yeah, like uh, he's going to learn how to act proper, but she just gets so shit-faced. She looks like an idiot. The irony there is definitely lost on this cast. And she kept yelling, Heather D, Heather D is so amazing, Heather D. And that's where my tagline comes in. This glass, no listen, no listen. That's how you know it's going to be good. No listen, no listen. This wine is actually good. You know that's like. I'm not even drunk. I'm just really appreciating it. I need to drink more of it. I'm. It's not like I'm drunk. Her eyes are like. The more you drink, the the more you get to appreciate it. (laughs) I seem drunk, but I'm really just concentrating on it. 
I didn't know that Ryan was sober, and it made that whole experience so much worse. Right? Jin looked like the asshole in that situation, not Ryan. Am I right? Um, Ryan, I think, held his own. Together, they were the perfect pair. Yeah. Uh, and I will also <laughs> add to the asshole group, uh, Heather. Mm-hmm. And Terry. Oh, I think Terry. Ryan weirdly had the best showing, but I still like I I wasn't won over by him by any means in this episode. Terry belittled him for having his wife being a doctor. Oh, you want him to taking care of the child? Well, that's I was gonna Julia. We had a hotline before that. Oh, <clears throat> to women's underwear, it may not be the best thing in the world, but it's the closest thing to it. That was Jin's toast. I had, don't know what that means. I think she must have had a wedgie and it reminded her that women have underwear. That's what carried her away. Do you ever think when like one of these Bravo shows does this, there was context for it, but the editors were kind of like, let's just like make her look crazy right now. Oh my gosh. (gasps) Yes, Alex. Okay, I'm sorry. This is like such a rando fact. You remember the old X-Men movies that everybody hated and Halle Berry has a line like, do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everybody else. And people are like, what the fuck is this line? Throughout the whole movie Uh before then, there were multiple references to like the guy Toad saying like, do you know what happens to a toad if this? But they cut all of them out except for that one so it made Halle Berry's line look really stupid I think that is exactly what happened can I give you one more example of that Mm -hmm. that sort of thing that's my favorite so Tony Shalhoub famous for being Monk was in the movie Galaxy Quest and a very important part of his character in Galaxy Quest in the original cut is that he's supposed to be stoned the whole time. Like, it shows him doing a lot of drugs and getting really stoned. They cut that scene out of the movie. So now in the movie, he's just acting so crazy and weird, and there's no reason <laughs> for it. <laughs> and that's what I think happened to our for Jen here. <laughs> I also completely agree. I don't think Heather and Terry would let her get away with stealing the toast at a dinner party that they hosted. I yeah. think that they would have stopped her and given their own toast, leading me to think mm-hmm. that she was probably the third toast in a line of greeting toasts. Oh, that's a good that point too, Julia. Both can be true. Because if you see how Heather reacts to having the first course mixed up with the salad on her menu, she lost her shit. So if anything's out of order... She does not let it go. And yeah. her giving the t- greeting toast had to have been first. What's her first that. course? The menage bouge. The menage bouge. This is such a weird concept. Did you get what I meant with the My Fair Lady? Like, they're going to bring Ryan to this place so he can learn how to be a proper oh, yeah. He's man. Eliza Doolittle in the flower shop who doesn't know how to speak English. The last thing I said was actually true. The man does not speak. No, he doesn't. I think, but I think he's so uncomfortable. I can't imagine being in that situation, much less being sober. Well, he lives his life, no shoes, no shirt. So, no speaking. Yeah. So, to take, like, make him put on a shirt, (laughs) he was so nervous to get his shirt dirty. It did make me laugh when Heather was like, What are we worried about? The one shirt? I I had, that was funny. (laughs) I liked the compromise of the sock and sandal combo. Reminded me (laughs) of my dad. I do too. Fancy. Okay, now we have to, are we ready to move on to Julia's aforementioned Terry line? Before dinner, Terry and Ryan are downstairs discussing, like, their lives, and Terry learns that Ryan is a stay-at-home dad while Jen is a doctor. 
And Terry delivers this wonderful world of wisdom. So it's kind of an interesting role reversal, technically. Can't imagine, as a guy, being married to a doctor. What the fuck? Terry's a dick. (laughs) Fuck you, Terry. This dinner party, nobody looked good. Ryan looked the best, and he just looked sad. I think it was just, like, dinner for schmucks. Like, I think (gasps) it was just a really bad dinner all around. So you think nobody's the winner? No one won at that dinner. Alex, do you agree? I agree, except for in this in the third case, it was like a schmuck brought a schmuck to the dinner. <laughs> the was just there to like <laughs> humiliate everyone. I feel like it also might be the editing, but also just might be that like Heather like kind of choreographed the night in a way. Once she realized Jen was drinking a lot, that she's like, okay, I'm going to come out just like looking like the better proper person. I'm going to really play into that and be like, I don't know. She thought that she was coming across a lot better than she ended up coming across in the episode. It made me mm-hmm. like her way less. I liked everybody less, except for I just felt bad for Ryan. This episode did kind of make me have that moment of, um, everybody has has that friend who like complains about their significant other, and you're like, yeah, 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 you should break up with them. Or like, yeah, they suck, whatever. And then you go out with both of them, and they're both terrible together, and you realize, oh no, my friend is just as big of a piece of shit. This was that moment. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just a bad relationship. <laughs> the person's yeah, not it's, bad. This is just they yeah, shouldn't Ryan's be together. Yeah, Ryan's not the bad guy. It's just they shouldn't be together. Jin's nuts, but... And as know. we watched Jin through this whole episode, not only at the dinner party, but just complaining in every single scene prior to this dinner party about Ryan, it made you really feel for Noella, who has not been allowed to grieve openly to this group. And here's Jin grieving her active marriage openly and being like thrown a dinner party for it. It is weird. I think just Noella's just kind of obnoxious to be around. (laughs) Yeah, she might just be too much. The too much, Jane. Speaking of too much, can we move over to Salt Lake City reunion part one? Yes. Oh no. Okay. (laughs) Alex is oh no. Are you saying oh no? Because like me, it took you three separate tries to watch this reunion. Whew. I should have paced it out like that. L- l- here's my thing. Julia's giving me a look like I'm about to say something like blasphemy. But I love the reunions, as both of you know. Um, and I-, I watch Bravo with a certain like distance, so I don't get like t- too angry or don't ride or die too hard for any people. I'm more like amused by it, you know? I felt so horrible watching this reunion. And just like, they're... Just like a comical amount of dumping on Lisa from Heather and Whitney that just got, it became too much for me. And I weirdly like did not enjoy watching it to a certain point. Oh, that's sweet. I admire your loyalty. I felt the same way. It just felt Mm. like people picking on Lisa. I felt like I was in crazy town. And when Andy says, who Mm -hmm. feels like they're the biggest pot stirrer here? And the option was Lisa or somebody else. Whitney. Like and Whitney, it's Whitney and Heather. We, did we not 100%. watch the same show? And we put a little poll on our Instagram. Who are you liking more for that first episode? It was a 50-50, a little bit more towards Lisa. But half the people are team Heather. But she turns into a monster in these reunions. 
Well, because she's apparently an expert gaslighter that she's getting people. But is that true, though? Like, overall, is the reception to her, at, like, better than it was last reunion? I know that she had a horrible showing last reunion. But I, to me, this is topping that. I can tell you from Instagram, people are about 50-50. But where discussions actually happen on Reddit, people in the, the discussion threads are saying, holy shit, I just rewatched the whole season. How did I not see this before? What the fuck is Heather? So people are kind of, and that's where Heather got her demise last year. So you're saying so, our followers need to get your shit together. Andy likes Lisa Bast. And I feel yeah. like yeah. it's clear. He, when she was talking to Whitney and Heather, he reminds her that she refers to them as bad weather. He's really trying to make her catchphrases stick. I also feel so bad because I feel like they tried to hire her two friends this season. They brought on Angie, <laughs> and then they also brought on Jenny. We know Jenny, no. <laughs> and just watching, I think this reunion episode was also so painful because Jenny's able to talk about how horrible she feels about all of the racist things said directed to her by Mary and we know what is soon to come as she said herself everyone is capable of being racist she also says minorities are supposed to support each other those were the two biggest oof so Jenny someone brought to have Lisa's back gone Meredith friend of 10 years gone Angie has switched sides and now is inviting Heather and Whitney bad weather on yachts so now we know that Angie is not Lisa's friend and we also know that Angie will be the next Bravo liberty to be outed for not having any money those yachts are expensive yeah there's no Mm -hmm. way this woman who's buying herself an a million dollar fundraiser dress has money. That is not something a money person would ever think to do. Okay, I'm. I gotta say it. Are you ready? And she didn't just take pictures in front or on yachts like you do. It's the life that you pretend to have. Angela actually has it, and we enjoy the spoils of it. My blood was boiling. What the fuck is happening? Also, like, they couldn't back up any evidence they had against Lisa in any argument. Like, all they would say is, oh, wait till you see the receipts we have. They're crazy. And it's like, well, Lisa brought receipts that Andy's reading right now. And you just keep going on about these things that aren't backed up at all. And then Heather mentioned at one point something that Jenny was going to prove to us. Did any of us tap yeah, into that? Just and it wait, never just, got addressed and again. Jenny's, and Jenny's like, wait, what are you, are you talking, talking about? <laughs> I well, know. I thought it was bizarre that they're saying, oh, Jenny is doing Lisa's bidding. She's been manipulated. Like, that's pretty shitty to imply that Jenny's not smart enough to think for herself. And Jenny has a lot of problems. But do you know what this reminds me of? Mm-hmm. Lisa Vanderpump. They're trying to paint Lisa Barlow into mm. this corner where she's this master manipulator. It's the Bravo Lisa problem, Elizabeth. You've, you've yeah. started a whole new thing. It's the Lisa problem. Oh, My gosh. favorite part, though, about this whole thing is that we know that they're filming season three, and I'm pretty sure that Angie is not a cast member My on the God. new season. So yeah. I just think it's hilarious. All this overtime yacht invites, everything she's doing trying to get on this show. Still isn't on it. Still isn't working. It's because Andy loves Lisa. And I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. They're cousins like 14 times removed. Isn't everybody in Utah related? Well, that's the point Lisa was trying to make. I, I just love Lisa. <laughs> I just can't imagine how anybody's watching with, what we're watching and going, I don't know. You just said it without the words like inbred. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm happy you agree, Elizabeth, because I was having a conversation with a friend last weekend about how much I love Lisa. And she yeah. told me that's such like a guy opinion. Every guy that I know that watches Housewives loves Lisa and like all the girls I know don't. So I'm happy that I have this <laughs> to help me out of whatever like gender I, corner I thought I had backed myself into. That's funny. I would have thought guys like <laughs> Heather and women would have like, I'm surprised it's not the other way around. No, we're, we're team Barlow. This is a Barlow house. I think Lisa <laughs> does do a lot of producing for the producers on this show but I honestly appreciate her amazing work and also I think Whitney who without too many drinks in her gives us a great performance but she just drinks too much when she's on the show and I think she resents Lisa's capability yeah like she says I take the baton she actually admitted that she's Lisa's puppet not Jenny she also mixed up her metaphors in that, which I really like. Um, we did get to hear that, in fact, Meredith was just Xanaxed out the entire season. Mm-hmm. And I did feel for her, but this is going to yeah. sound mean, but if you know you're going to cry during a reunion to get sympathy for yourself, you've got to lay off the Botox a little bit because she was cry. trying and those tears would not come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the only thing I have against Lisa, someone who I I mirror your two thoughts, mm-hmm. is that she's complaining about the women holding her to a higher standard, but her whole philosophy on herself is that she holds herself to a higher standard. So the other ladies are just taking cues from her, and she can't handle it. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, summer house. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay, Summer House. Oh, I'll start us off if that's okay, Elizabeth. Please do. Last week we were questioning why Danielle was going to go, what it seemed like gossip to Paige and Sierra about what Kyle was saying about Amanda, about how the only thing they have in common is their business lover boy. And it turns out that Danielle was doing the best possible thing in the situation she was going to one of Amanda's best friends to have Paige help her tell Amanda at an appropriate time what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I I thought that was okay. Yeah, I I mean like people were really faulting her, and I didn't I didn't really fault her for that. How are you gonna fault her when like she's being filmed in this situation? She's trapped. She has to do something about it. If she had done yes. nothing about it, people would have fucking trashed her. Um, I want to know your guys' opinion because, you know, this all comes out. They have the little intervention and Amanda becomes really upset. And in the closet, she and Kyle have this conversation. Kyle, you know it's tough, Amanda. I just want everyone to be happy and excited for us. And it's shitty to see everyone, like, worried about us. So, to me, I think that they're, this is a couple who's gotten used to have this weird bickering thing. Like, that's just how they communicate. And they don't really realize that other people pick up on it. You know, they know other people hear it, but I think they don't understand. They don't think other people understand it. But what is Kyle's solution? Is it to change the way he treats Amanda in a public setting? Well, no, Julie, it's to yell at them in a public setting. It's to yell at them on his birthday. Yeah, it's to force all them to like deal with it. They want everybody to look at them and think what a perfect couple. Not necessarily they want to be a perfect couple. And that's basically what Kyle is saying. He isn't working with Amanda. He's saying, you guys need to view us as a good couple. 
I think that his lack of self-awareness on how he's perceived by public is what makes him such an amazing reality TV star. So in a way, like I hope they have a happy relationship, but I also hope Kyle never changes. I know. (laughs) I don't think either of them are ever going to change. I think this is what their relationship is. Mm -hmm. And I think that that that's why they're so oblivious to other people's uh, reactions to it because that's just the way they are. A fish doesn't notice the water, as they say. <laughs> and I love Amanda, but I did pick something up this episode, and that is Kyle always complains that Amanda wants a house, Amanda wants kids, Amanda wants all of these things, and as we know, she's willing to not put like that much actual work into Loverboy. So Kyle's the main breadwinner, mm-hmm. though they do work together. And so mm-hmm. Kyle is working really hard to meet all these goals. And so when he was crying to her, wanting them all to be happy, he said, I'm just working so hard to get you everything you want. And she said, I know. And so I think that she sees Kyle's earning potential. And this is just something she's going to have to live through in order to get what she mm-hmm. believes is going to be her golden goose. Oof. Thoughts that too harsh? Absolutely no, tracks. I think, no, that absolutely tracks. I agree. I think that's it. And she'll suffer. And I think she didn't know that other people noticed she was suffering. Mm-hmm. And so now it's a little awkward. You know, you can do your own thing over here. But once people kind of call it out, then all of a sudden it's real. And I like to say that people notice all the time. But it took Kyle actually telling somebody something totally inappropriate for it to come back to her. So people are trying really hard to be polite to those couple. But there are certain things that you just have to say. Well, Julia, there's one thing I have to say, and it's Paige and Craig have just been arguing with each other because they miss each other so much. (laughs) And (laughs) the kiss (laughs) that Paige had with Andrea that spearheaded this argument is now completely forgotten by Kyle's birthday party. Paige actually goes, wait, we kissed? Paige, they've been you making, little minx. They've been making out this whole season. And it's, I mean, like, Paige is just seeming so, like, I hate to say it, but, like, sad and weak. It's because we know mm. Craig because we've watched him for 45 years on Southern Charm. It's, <laughs> yeah, we know his charms. He was saying, oh, it's totally fine that I'm having sex with not Kristen Cavallari from the Hills. Yeah, why aren't they allowed to show her name? They bore out her last name. I don't know why. Yeah. Some someone's gonna think it's like Kristen Doty or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who he has hooked up with. Who he has hooked up with. My hands are in the air okay. right now. I'm innocent. Okay. He's I like that we've had this conversation like a month ago. We're just gonna keep rehashing it. Alex is gonna keep trying to prove to us it was Kristen Doty. Anyway, Miss uh Miss Doty that oh it's totally fine when he's sleeping with her the second she says, wait, you're sleeping with two of us? Bye. Then all of a sudden, it's just, it's so transparent. It's such like fuckboy from high school mm-hmm. shenanigans. And Paige is supposed to be so much smarter than that. If we're watching Summer House this season, as I am, this is the love story between Carl and Lindsay. Yes. So this episode, we were treated to Carl with a girl who I did not like because she was not Lindsay. Could not stand this date of his. He is trying to be hopeful with this new girl, Mackenzie. And Lindsay is finding out that her 35-year-old eggs are actually 28-year-old eggs. And we're just having 
happiness and butterflies, but we know that Carl is not meant to be with Mackenzie, and we know that Lindsay may not even need to freeze her eggs, and we're just going along in this beautiful world of Carl and Lindsay are getting together any moment now. Please, God, I cannot wait. And we also see Lindsay run into her ex-boyfriend of many years. There's a lot, a lot of little, like, classic rom-com plot elements this season of their romance. Yes, there are. Her like breaking the news to him about Justin at the beginning. Oh, it's yeah, it's great. It's a wonderful journey. Did you guys recognize Miss McKenzie? Okay, who is she? Love Island season two, USA. <gasps> oh, the Love Island USA is not nearly. Oh, is that like the, the new UK? one? That's the um, new season. I Oof. think so. So I don't really know if she filmed it before or after. That's how they met each other. They're both reality TV circuit people. I was like, how did he meet this random girl in California? Okay, mystery solved. We have a whole week, if we, this is true, to stew over Austin being invited by Lindsay to stay in her bedroom for her birthday and then staying in Sierra's bed instead. If our previews have led us astray, I will be very sad, but I think that is what is to come. We hate him, but I love him. Oh, I can't can't wait. wait I'll buy him a plane ticket there, but oof, I hate that guy. All right, (laughs) Julia, yeah. Quick Maya appreciation, final thought. I think that it is genius that she is here this season. Someone who broke off a five-year engagement with a reality TV chef well, Amanda and Kyle are having their issues. Like, you could not have a better setup of this wedding Her journey. last name might as well be Shishmanda. Like, yes. <laughs> and I just love her, and I'm really hoping she's on Winter House because... I believe she is. Oh, thank gosh. I just find her beautiful and charming. I can't wait until we can finally cast a guy that's worthy of her. And anyway, oh, I'm loving her. Okay, one more piece. Alex, not so much. Yeah, my hot takes from a couple weeks ago are gone. Yeah, another conversation we can have every episode. Yeah, I like Maya. It's nice to have someone on a Bravo show that you're like, who's like a reliable narrator. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Someone's like, yeah, I like Maya and trust her. And like, it's nice to have someone that's like, you know, not like a cartoon character, you know, as opposed to like Luke, you know, or something like that. Luke turns his room red, brings girls to his room. No one bites. Andrea? Two women in the red room. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. My final thought is actually not a thought or final and is all alleged. Um, there was a blind item this week about, you know, how they can't legally say what it's from, but a certain winter themed show based on a summer themed reality TV show. Uh huh. And why I took this blind item, I was so excited, is that this cast member has been voted off. So I finally get somebody getting eliminated. Oh my gosh! <laughs> somebody what? has been eliminated from Winter House. Wait, who? We don't know. It doesn't say Kyle it's a man. Or Amanda. It's a man. <laughs> so we know is it a, Alex? It's a man. I don't think Alex is there. Is okay. Alex in Winter House? No, I don't think so. He didn't make the cut. So no, no, no. it's a man and he made the other castmates so uncomfortable. So oh. we don't even know if we'll ever see this person ever. But is it Seth? It's Seth Marks is there. I'm just so happy. You guys make fun of me all the time for treating this like Survivor, and I finally get my moment. Did Seth re-gift the used golf balls to somebody? Is that why he got kicked off of Winter Yeah, House? he built too many snowmen with huge <laughs> boobs on them, and they had to make them go. Speaking of huge boobs, Jersey? Okay, Jersey.
per usual, I watched Jersey and had no idea what was happening where I tried to keep notes during the big fight, you know, the big patio fight. 10 out of 10 fight, one of my favorites. 10 out of 10. I'm going to do my best and I'm going to hope you guys can fill it in. Margaret wants to know about the video, Louis's video. And Teresa keeps interrupting Louis, saying you don't have to explain it in her weird screechy voice. And he says a couple things that we will get into later. And... Then Louis finally gets to speak, and then Joe turns it into saying, (laughs) you're friends with Jen, who called me a crook. Something else happens. Margaret, then you took a dig on Jackie, you called me a slut, and then there's a fight with Melissa about the Instagram pictures, and then Tiki Barber comes in, and he doesn't even get fed. That's the best part. One of my new favorite Bravo lines. Hi, Tiki, nice to see you. New all-time Bravo moment for me. You forgot that Joe gets called a bitch boy. Because that is going to spearhead the next 17 episodes. A little bitch girl. Oh, yes. But they all remember it as bitch boy. I wish they remembered it as bitch, what she actually said, which was bitch girl. I also remember it as bitch boy. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I have Josie brain. (laughs) Teresa trying to cover for Louis so he doesn't have to explain the video made it so much worse. Elizabeth, so the reason you are having a really hard time following this is because this whole scene was set up so the ladies, as planned on the bus ride over, were going to leave in a united huff. So they were doing whatever they could by any means to be able to leave in this huff united. Okay, so they were just throwing things at the wall to see. Yeah, they knew they were going to get in a fight. They knew what was happening. (laughs) I mean, Jen definitely took the bait by grabbing Melissa's hand. Wrist. Wrist? I thought she grabbed her phone. I rewound it a few times. I couldn't really get it. There was, ever since Potomac, these Bravo bouncers are on it. We have so many large men, so tall and grand. I cannot see between them. And they look so unfazed by everything. Like, their eyes are always, like, here we go again. (laughs) Do you think they have a safe word? Like, pineapple? (laughs) God. (laughs) Um, The funniest thing to me is one of their first things that they tried to get the huff going with is telling Teresa, Jen said you huffed out. And Teresa, what? No, I didn't. She literally did. And, like a producer of it. And that you guys are the devil and storming off. Ugh, what is a huff if that was not a huff? No, I said Maya is a reliable narrator. Teresa might be the most unreliable narrator in the Bravo-verse. Louis, close second. My favorite thing yes. about New Jersey. And it's something that we have to experience basically every episode. And that is when the cast tries to explain to Teresa that she's being hypocritical. I just, I just, nah. They try to tell <laughs> her, her that time. what she's angry at, she herself has done moments before. It happened every single episode last season. It's happening every single episode this season. And I just, at first I was kind of like, gosh, we're doing this again. And now it's the only thing I want to watch. It just keeps delivering again and again, it's so and, funny. again and again. And it's also so funny what she chooses to think is like trivial. Like how she thinks the little bitch boy comment so trivial. She's like, why are we still talking about the little bitch? Like, why? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got some prime Louie this episode. Um, that is definitely somebody who's been in some weird... Cult therapy? Cult therapy, um, non-licensed anger management is what I was going to say. I'm actually going to use this in my next fight with you, Elizabeth. Um, two ears, one mouth, 
listen more. And then there was a hand motion, touches two ears, one finger to mouth, very creepy. Well, he was talking to Teresa, she might mm. need the visuals. <laughs> it made her laugh, she laughed at it. Uh, my other favorite one is, I'm going to leave now, I need to train her. Yeah, like she was an animal. And Gia came out this week and said that, I think my mom and Louie are moving too fast. Oh, do you think it's because she's watching <laughs> the episode? Yeah, and see, because right now she's loving Louis because he's staying with Jen, and she and her siblings have full reign of Teresa's rented shore house. So right now, this is great for Gia. I okay, so I'm pretty new to Jersey, so I have not seen Teresa with her former husband, who she speaks very positively of, despite him sending her to prison mm-hmm. and calling her a c-word on TV. Mm-hmm. Is she usually, like, she's trying to, you know, being her Teresa self, and then Louis smacks her down and she stops. Is this unusual? You know what I mean? Like, how long is this going to last? I don't know. Given the way she speaks about her ex-husband, I would say it's probably a pattern, sadly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she's a big person when it comes to situations not involving her husband, but then she listens. But Louis isn't even the only Jersey man on the hot seat right now, because Bill will not stand by Jen's side for not even 30 seconds. Have we talked about the fact that he looks like a breakfast cereal mascot before? No, which breakfast cereal? Um, Any of them. Like Count Chocula, maybe. Like he could just be any breakfast, like a brand new breakfast (laughs) cereal. He's a breakfast brand. Having Bill on there, wearing some brightly colored clothes. I would buy something from him. The face on the Special K, son. The Raisin brand. So you find him trustworthy to start your day? I find his eyebrows cartoonish. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. They never dealt with it. He's hiding behind the fights that his wife's getting into. It's so sad to watch. I feel so bad for Jen. Jen's the victim, but she's also a shit. Right. And I am thrilled that Jackie decided to pull the plug on their two-second friendship I also am really liking Jackie. Me too. I'm really liking Jackie a lot. She's the straight woman in this show. She's our narrator. She's our Maya. Because we can't trust Dolores, who we usually trust, because she's telling every woman who's Mm. been cheated on is a slut. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, God damn it, Dolores. (laughs) I have a thing I'd like to propose for our Jersey segments. Please. Yes. It's one of the things I look forward to every time I watch a Jersey episode. and it's in, Only speak in accents. Okay, Alex. <laughs> yeah, we got to do accents every time. Uh, an <laughs> off-camera remark made by Margaret. Because every <gasps> time she makes one, it's so funny to me. And my pick for this episode, you two don't have to have one prepared for this one. But my pick okay. for this episode is, I'm having a hot dog. I'm not having a lobster. How's that? <laughs> I just talking to her. I did hear that. I did catch that. Okay, so we just mean like a not like not in focus. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. It's just it's something the mic Mike Margaret. Saying. Hot Mike Margaret. Yeah. It's okay. the mic picked perfect, it up, and the perfect. producers when they were cutting the action were like, "We need to hear this. The audience needs this." Margaret okay, moment. I actually have one. It was a little bit more in focus than the hot dog one, but when they come back to the from the beach to the shore house. All right, I'm going to have a shower, I'm going to have a nice coffee, and I'm going to make a little duty, and then I'll be ready to go. <laughs> I love the way she just chronicles her life to everyone. It's great. Well, this is an odd mic, Margaret, but I will say it to finish us off here. So 
everyone's talking about how they did when they went home after Jen's barbecue and Joe says, well, I passed right out. And Margaret says to him, because you're a little bitch boy. (laughs) (laughs) Great callback to the night before. Something everyone found truly offensive and couldn't stop talking about. Margaret said it to his face. Everyone laughed. All right. I'm so ready for our new segment, Hot Mike Margaret, which we actually coincidentally (laughs) did say with an accent. So everybody got what they wanted. All right. Are we ready for awards? Yes. Yes. I do have to say, though, Alex pointed it out a couple episodes ago. There's always dogs in these shows, and it wasn't until we were watching OC where a dog sat quietly that I realized, Alex, you're right. The dogs in Jersey are out of control. They're out of control. Yeah, they're uncontrollable. The fact Ryan was pouting at the door that he wasn't allowed to bring the chihuahua to the dinner party is why Ryan doesn't get away with being the most normal person at that dinner party. I still think he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for awards? Yes. Okay. My Zoolander Am I Taking Crazy Pills award is to the Salt Lake City fandom. How on earth could you think that Lisa is the biggest shitster when you have can't form two sentences Whitney and bad weather Heather over here in the corner? I just, I really don't know how people can watch the same show we can. Yeah, like Lisa has mean girl energy, but like critically think, you know what I mean? Like, Heather's the one who's actually trying to pull the trigger. But you know what? They put the gun in Lisa's hand and squeeze her finger. So I guess she's the one pulling the trigger, but... I mean, how offensive is calling someone a Lego person? I don't even know what that meant. Opposed to Shrek, you know? Opposed to calling someone Shrek. Because you were being an ogre to me, Alex. What? Oh, all right. Oh, okay. I love that during her recap of the reunion part one, we didn't even mention Mary. You know why? She's dead to us. She's not coming back. She's in season three, supposedly. Oh, never mind. Okay, shoot. But that's what What? she says. But I know. I know, Alex. All right, Alex, what's your reward? Okay. I'll believe it when I see it. I know, Um, me too. My Shuby Award, uh, named after the term uh, popularized in the show Rocket Power. I think it's also like popular in the Northeast. That describes like someone that basically like walks around with socks and sandals. Like they're a day tripper. Bring their own lunch to the vacation, that sort of person. That goes to Ryan for wearing socks and sandal combo. Yeah. Congrats, Ryan. Most normal person at the party. They weren't even dress socks. They were like faded black Nike socks. <laughs> with a Nike swoosh right there. Oh, God. All right, Julia. I love that award. What's your award? My The Desperate Angie of Salt Lake City Award goes to Tony and Kenny that we met this week on Orange County. One came in with her tits out at a four-lady luncheon. And then the other one was super peppy and celebratory over a very depressing mediation with Noella. Tony was the one that recommended the book, Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti, right? Yes. yes. And she, Alex's Tony new was? favorite book. <laughs> yes. And she was so wanting to be positive about everything. She actually said the line, I love comedy. Yeah. When the joke was Ryan got her a necklace to like, Say fuck you to her. Yes. Oh my god. Anyway, so congratulations for being as desperate as Angie, ladies. 
And know what? I'm going to award all of us the Detective Doty Award for understanding and dissecting what happened in Jersey this week. Because what? Chaos. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 